Good morning, everyone. All right. Welcome to another marvellous Monday. Wealth Coffee Chat. Sort of day. Jason here. Good to see you guys. Morning, Alison, Rodney, Deanne, Chris, Luke, Andrew, Sean, Daniel, Deval. Great to see you guys on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Marvellous Monday, as I said before. Quick intros. A few of you guys might already know my name, but if you're new, you might not. So Jason Witten's my name. Been property investing over 20 years. Uh, coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, over 18. And each morning, we have a little wealth coffee chat with some keen crew, maybe just like you, mad about real estate investing, property investing. Matter of fact, residential property investing is our game. Our main aim, our main game. And um, done a few deals myself and along the way. Learn a few things and share that with you each morning on a quick chat, usually about 20 minutes long, 8.10 in the morning uh, until about 8.30. So welcome along. Give us a shout out in the chat if you are new. Daniel, good to see you. Dave, Jeff, <laughs> good to see you, mate. Simon, yes, check out uh, the Property Investor Tales, Tabitha. Uh, Jeff was on there. And a few other investors as well. Check them out. Uh, they're a podcast. They're on YouTube. They're uh, floating around if you want to check out a bit more. But this morning, we're going to continue our process of uncovering and going through the seven plans. We're up to plan number four. Plan number four, every property investor should know. There's seven plans. Uh, you guys in our coaching and mentoring program should know this. Um, the first couple of the first couple of plans, the acquisition plan, the finance plan, the tax minimization plan, there's three plans in there. We have covered two of those, the acquisition plan and the tax minimization plan. And tonight, tonight I'm going to be doing the finance plan at mentoring our fortnightly coaching and mentoring program. We'll, we'll be hanging out for two hours or hour and a half hour and 45 minutes going through that. So make sure you join us tonight for the finance plan. It's kind of a bit out of sequence, but that's the way it rolls. Uh, and today, we are going to go through plan number four, which is the property management plan. I asked a question in the, in the comments in my post. Hey, who spends the most time after the tenant? Who spends the most time at your investment property? Chuck it in the chat for me. This should be an easy one because I've probably already given the answer. Who spends the most time there? Who is the person, who is the professional out of the six-star team members that spends the most time at your property and will do spend more time at your property, your investment property? Yep, your property manager, Luke, you're dead right. Who will spend the most time at your investment property for, for the rest of your life they will visit that property, they will look at that property, they will make suggestions on that property more than you ever will, nine times out of 10, if you do it properly and you get a professional to do it instead of doing it yourself. Don't do it yourself. Uh, 
a property manager and you guys are on it. You see this, all right? Uh, for, for the life of me, don't skimp a property manager, crying out loud, you guys. You know, they don't make a lot of money and they, they look after your asset that you want to make millions out of into the future. And you want a passive income and you want that thing to be looked after uh, and you want, want them to pay, you, you know, pay peanuts and you expect them to do, you know, a champagne and caviar job. Anyway, that's my little, my, that's my little conversation there. So today we're going to talk about the, the property management plan and uh, over a period of time, you guys would uh, know this, you know, you're going to own your property and you should own your property for a minimum 15 to 20 years. And so over this period of time, there are going to be some things that you must do when it comes to your property to get the most income out of it. There you go, Andrew, you've never been inside your property. I'm with you, mate. I've got properties that I've owned I've never seen inside ever. I remember many years ago, I bought a piece of land, I built 12 townhouses, uh, and I ended up selling uh, all those townhouses in the end. They were in a mining town, did very well, never visited once, never visited once. It all, it all happened just abracadabra on paper, uh, which was fantastic. So for all of us, if we're going to follow the diversification strategy, we're gonna have properties in different places for different reasons and different outcomes, you're not going to visit them. You're not gonna go inside them per se. Sometimes uh, I do encourage people to visit an area you're going to invest in, at least uh, at the time of investment, and maybe over the years visit the area a few times. However, you're not there on a sort of quarterly basis like your property manager is, uh, etc. So let's talk about what this means when it comes to owning real estate for 15 to 20 years and get down to business, get down to the nitty gritty uh, and the gaps that in uh, the gaps that are there for you and I and the risks we need to understand when we're managing and owning our piece of real estate for that period of time, all right? Over these 15 to 20 years, there's some things that we want to make sure we have happen for our future. What are the two things that we want our property to do? There's two economic, there's two financial things that we want from the real estate. Folks, put that in the chat. There's two things we want from the real estate now and into the future, but the future is mostly where we're going to benefit from it. What are the two things that we want? Uh, there's two pieces of financial benefit uh, that we are hoping our real estate does. What are the two things? Tell me right now, put that in the chat. What are the two things in the future that we want? Boom, Allison's on it. Chris, rental growth. Right, absolutely. So rent growth, which ultimately ends in cash flow, and cap growth. Rent and capital growth. Boom, good work. John, Jeff, Chris, Allison, Bahan, Daniel, you're on it. So into the future, how do we, how do, how does our property manager and our idea of um, understanding what they need to help us manage get us those two outcomes in the future? We want our properties to grow. Team, you want your real estate income 
to be in an area where the incomes are compounding growth three to four percent per annum. That's the goal, okay? That, that's where you want it. All right, so let's have a bit of a look at this and have a look when we're, we're thinking about our real estate, what can happen. Yeah, capital improvements. Thanks, John, as we go. So you can divide this into two pieces. This is the rent side, and this can be over here, the cap side, okay? The capital side, uh, depending on how you slice this little pie today. Let's talk about the four pieces of gaps when it comes to our property management and our rental plan. The location gap, all right? When we're talking about our rents and our future values and our future uh, rent growth, the location of your real estate is so vitally important. We've talked about this many times. When you have a budget, okay, I call this the proximity of profit, the proximity of profit into the future. You're sitting there right now, you're building your portfolio and you're saying, all right, I've got 650, I've got 650. You know what, I really want a house. And for whatever reason, you're stuck on a house. Now, it doesn't mean this is right or wrong. Just roll with me here for 30 seconds. I really want a house. You go to wherever you're looking. Uh, let's say Brisbane. Go to Brisbane and like, woo. Uh, you know, 10K from the CBD, not a chance. 20K from the CBD at 650, not a chance. All right, now we're 30K, now we're 40K. Now we're in locations that are a long way away from the CBD. For me, I prefer to be closer to infrastructure for my rent growth. Location is the number one, number one driver, number one driver for your rental growth team. Let me tell you, the difference in 20 years time will be significant in the right located piece of real estate. Now you can sell and rebuy in another area, but wouldn't it be better right now to buy that property at the right in the right place for the future rent growth? Where will those um, where will the tenants, we'll talk about that, where will the tenants be able to afford increasing incomes, right? Okay, the disinvestment gap. Another fancy way of saying in that suburb are owner occupiers, owner oc, are owner occupiers entering that suburb or that location or are they leaving? Are they disinvesting themselves of that location because it's not a great place to live? What drives value and quality in great locations when it comes to our rent is the owner occupier process desirable, livable, Sam talks about this all the time, schools, work, the economy, travel, all of those uh, infrastructure pieces, the disinvestment gap, owner-occupiers leaving, and you can see that says reno, are people renovating and maintaining their properties in that space, in that space? Uh, the value is driven not only by the location of the area, but 
Are there owner occupiers? Are these people house proud? And are people willing to invest and spend money on their properties? You as a property investor, right? When your property is eight to 10 years old, if it's from brand new, you'll need to budget a pretty good renovation, probably at this moment in time between 15 and $30,000 to maintain your property at the level for maximum rent for maximum rent. So you're sort of, you know, halfway in and you need to invest, reinvest 30K, 30K into that property to fix it up, to make sure it's at its nicest quality and value to attract the tenant and the rent that you want, okay? You'll probably need to do between two and three reasonably significant um, uh, maintenance renovations on your property over you know a 20 year period okay so how do we do that both uh, all of us know that we've got to be putting our money in our buffers and stuff like that right the market gap right now it's quite trendy to go regional quite trendy to go regional the rents higher in regional you know you might be able to get a four percent in the city and you might be able to get a 6% in the regional. The future of that market, not only the location, location's more suburb specific, now we're talking about markets. The future in 20 years time of a regional a long way away in comparison economically to the market that you can get in a capital city, vastly different. For me, for you, let's think about what that looks like. Which market is going to drive? What economy is that property in? Where's it going? And it all drives, these really are all driving towards the tenant. What type of tenant do you have? What type of tenant do you have? What, think about this. A 30-year-old property that is average, but it's got some land content, okay? I hear this all the time. Oh, but the secondhand properties, better value. Better value for what? Now, I'm not against secondhand properties. I just prefer new because there's less maintenance. They're easier to rent. They have that longevity. You know, if you buy a brand new property today in 20 years' time, it's 20 years old. You buy a 30-year property, 30-year-old property today, in 20 years' time, it's 50 years old. Nearly as old as you at retirement. It's crazy, right? So we're talking about the tenant. If you have a property right now and it rents for, let's say, $600 a week, you want that property now to be renting in the future for $1,200 a week. $1,200 a week, that's a lot of dough. That's a lot of money out of people's wages, ladies and gents, team. And where are these three things pushing towards this tenant wanting to and being able to pay that type of rent for your real estate? These are the gaps we need to close and understand when it comes to the property management plan. Obviously, well, maybe it's not obvious, but it's clear that you've got to have a good property manager to make sure that this stuff is working for the right tenant. Don't skimp on these things.
On this side, let's have a look at this. When it comes to your real estate, insurance risk. Is your property insurable? Here's something, here's something that's just, I'm, I'm going through right now one, one of my little locations. I've got uh, a couple of little shops, little, little shops in my super, and I've built a little studio there. That's where we bring you mentoring from. Uh, it's in a little body corporate of eight other shop owners, okay? It's a future development site for me. So, but here's one of the risks. We've had some pretty significant um, water issues this year in Queensland. Lots of rain, bit of flooding. Now, the little shop at the back has flooded three times. Like it's rained that much that it's flooded through the floor three times. Now, when it was built, all of the drainage, all of the drainage was perfectly up to code. The last three times now it's flooded, it's flooded more in one year than it had in the previous 15 years. Um, the insurance have said, no, nah, we're not insuring it anymore unless you upgrade the drainage under the building uh, and now that's going to cost us $300,000 to upgrade the drainage. 300 grand. The insurer said, we're not interested. We're not going to insure your building. What are you going to do? What type of property, what insurance risk and future uh, is happening with your real estate? And that's important for the property manager. The property manager needs to be able to insure your property and you need to be able to get insurance for your property. Make sure we understand what that means. Liquidity risk. If you ever get stuck with real estate and you do have to sell, if you have to, worst case scenario, can you sell it and keep the dollars? You can sell good properties in any market and they will always keep their value, always keep their value. Again, this is protecting the capital growth the capital value of your property. Imagine the value of my real estate now, if I was forced to sell that shop, and we're fixing it by the way, it's perfectly fine, divided between all of us, it's 20 or 30 grand, um, and uh, we're fixing up, it's good, I'm, I'm happy as Larry with that, um, it's, it's quite fine. However, at the end of the day, some people are really struggling with it. Imagine the value of my real estate if I had to sell that property now and I had no insurance, and Matt, tell me right now in the chat, would you buy a property that's uninsurable? Tell me, who wants it? I bought that property for an extremely good price, right? Would anyone lend, would you get a loan on that property? Okay, all right? You wouldn't even get a loan, no, the bank wouldn't even lend you money because it's uninsurable. We must remember these things are vitally important. And the people looking at this for you, the person, the professional, is your property manager. A good property manager understands a bunch of these things. Operational risk. What, what's operational risk? Well, you've got to maintain a property you buy a really old property with no warranties, no guarantees on appliances, 30 years old, things start breaking. You know, the cost of maintaining and operating that house 
a 30-year-old house now, the, uh, the electricity is not up to speed. The roof starts to leak. You know, the, uh, the hot water system breaks. The plumbing now, it's the, the ground's been moving for 30 years. The operational risk on a piece of real estate, especially older real estate, badly built real estate, is high. Uh, and you might go, wow, I can get a 6% yield. It's only gonna cost you three or $4,000 that year extra in maintenance. That yield that you chased is gone. And I believe that's fool's gold when it comes to long-term investing, all right? And last but not least, the capital risk. Instead of, instead of investing 30K to maintain things, what happens when you've now got to replace the roof, redo the bathrooms? Tell me, has anyone redone a bathroom recently? Anyone know what a, to redo a bathroom costs? I've, I've got, got a property, a uh, really nice three-bedroom uh, apartment, actually. It's in a bit of an older building from years ago. I've owned it forever. Uh, again, again, it has, you know, a second-hand building. It was about 15 years old when I bought it. This was many years ago. Um, I bought it in 2000. I think 2007 something like that yeah there you go 30k 30, 60k plus yeah um, mate it's, it costs a bit now, I bought an old property the in, inside of my apartment was beautiful amazing I, I fixed it I renovated it um, but you know what happened the builder 20 years ago uh Built that property with uh, new uh, pipes that that can't handle the water pressure now, and the pipes inside the walls keep bursting. So we've had to replace the whole pipes. These are the these are the, look. There you go, twenty five k. So team, the capital cost. If you buy an older property, what's it going to cost you to fix that property up significantly in the future in comparison to a newer property? So these are the things that we must understand when it comes to our property management plan. In the long term, we want our rents to grow and our capital value to grow. Which one's most important? Well, they're both important, but for you and I, we want passive income from our rents in the future. You must protect those rents. Fill the gaps, understand on the acquisition side, what's going to happen, and on the risk side, how to manage that stuff, all right? Property management plan done. Team, Wealth Coffee Chat today, a little bit more to go. We've got a few more plans to go. Hopefully, you're up for it. Tonight, make sure you join me for the finance plan at Mentoring. You should have already received the email or the post is in the Facebook group, team. Get along tonight, we'll hang out, do a bit more education, understanding for that stuff. All right, team, that's about it from me. Hopefully, you guys have an awesome rest of your day. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Join me tomorrow around about the same time, 8.10, for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Adios, team. Bye-bye. See you tonight.